0: This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or sea floors. Hey, everyone out there and rambling about racing nation. Matt Beamer here again with heavy hearts this episode as we found out here on the November 15th that one of our good friends here of the show, Catherine Santos, succumbed to her cancer and passed away at the age of 36. If you all remember, the Santos Strong Shirts and campaign that we had going on here with Bonfire was is going towards that. All proceeds would go there. Thank you to everyone who donated to that Special prayers and thoughts go out to the Porter family, more so Richard and Donna, her mom and dad, as well as her husband Guy, who were they were just married back less than a year ago. Thoughts and prayers go out to them. I'm going to take a quick moment of silence before we get into the show, our Formula 1 and NASCAR season review to pay tribute and honor the life of Catherine Santos. This is a production of ITM Media. It is that time of the year again, ladies and gentlemen. The Formula One and NASCAR season review. Thank you for joining us live on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube if you're joining us there, or if you're on your or if you're on your regular podcast platform. Going to family and friends this Thanksgiving, it's crazy to think, Charlie, that this time last year we were getting ready to go up to Caroline's grandparents' house and enjoy turkey with you there at Drill Sergeant School. My how year changes everything.
1: Yeah, I know it, it has. Uh, it has flown by for sure. Uh, you know, I, I sent you and Caroline that text this morning. I said, "Do you know Caroline's family's Thanksgiving's just not going to be the same without me there this year."
0: No, it's not. I, and like I said to you on the text, I want to. I'm pretty sure I speak for everybody there when I say you will be sorely missed this coming thanksgiving unfortunately i'll be working thanksgiving but i got a good deal straightening out here with someone at work they're going to take my christmas i work there thanksgiving i think that's a fair deal right there that's a deal worth taking right there if you ask me but as you all notice if you're just joining us here on youtube facebook or twitter live or your regular podcast platform it's just going to be me and charlie austin finally brought i believe his daughter home from the nick U. so his family is all together for their first thanksgiving Hopefully he could show up to tomorrow's race, and I, I must tell you, Charlie. Remember when you guys were busting my chops about not showing up to the races because of babysitting duties? I, Austin's kind of in the same boat now.
1: Yeah, and time will tell. We'll find out tomorrow night.
0: Time will tell. <laughs> I will be racing in the VRL racing league from Atlanta. We ran Charlie and I ran a mock race yesterday. Needless to say, if you haven't already, tune into Triple A Broadcasting on YouTube which will be ran live there. It will be streamed live there and subscribe to that channel where you'll see myself, Charlie Hercuse, maybe Austin Reeves racing the Atlanta truck <laughs> race, New paint schemes are coming out for that race, as well as the rest of the season. Hopefully, I don't know if I'm, how many more races I can make. Needless to say, I'm ineligible for any type of championship, but that's okay. I go there to have fun anyway. But, Charlie, man, how's it going? It's We're, we're now in a holiday routine. This is going to be our second to last show. Our last show will be here in the next couple of weeks, our Christmas special. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to the holiday season, man.
1: Like you said, just winding down for the year. And getting ready for the holiday, different ball games, stuff like that. So he says uh, that now. Austin says
0: that now. He said podcast is one thing. Racing is a totally different ball game. We'll see what his wife says about that. If she has anything about to say about that, we'll, uh, we'll see. If what- I have to
1: make a phone call tomorrow, I'll make a phone call. Oh tomorrow. no! <laughs> so, but anyway, like, like we said, just winding everything down. Racing's pretty much over for the year. Uh, as as far as your. Uh, major NASCAR series and F1 and yeah, all that.
0: It's not pretty much over. And, it's over.
1: Everything's done until February, well, March. I mean, I mean, you you still got your your heavy hitting late model you know, races, late but, model races and stuff like that. I found out today that you know Kazowski made I his announcement that, that he's going to run the Snowball Derby race this year. So, of course, the one year that like Austin said, that he, he's not going to be able to go down there and watch it, and I'm not going to be able to go down there and watch it this year. A lot of big names not are going to be down there name. this year. There's already, I think, 60 cars registered for that race. How big uh, is the field for the Snowball Derby? Do you know? 42. Wow. Top 30 are locked in and qualifying, and then there's last chance races for the last 12. That's interesting. And typically, like, the top 30 are locked in and qualifying, and they're within – or four tenths of each other well, so maybe it's, one year it's super it's super tight field
0: i have a feeling this show's about to take off really big and maybe one year down the line if not next year the year after definitely not this year we'll get a trip down there we'll take the camper have a great old time bring the kids we'll bring all the kids uh, i
1: mean it's it's a, it's a good time down there it's a lot of fun for sure and at
0: that point so. we'll give the wives and girlfriends and everything a, a trip somewhere and you say you guys go do that without the kids have fun And we'll take care of the kids in Florida for the Snowball Derby. Yeah. Dreams are – We'll do it. Aim high. Aim high. But I'm glad you're doing well, man. Hope everyone's (laughs) doing well out there this Thanksgiving week. And be safe. Definitely driving to family and friends' house. Definitely driving back from family and friends' house. Looking forward to just relaxing the rest of the week and go to work Thursday and then spend the rest of the weekend decorating for Christmas and getting ready for first Christmas for baby – gonna be great i can't wait for that and everything's well on this end maury's growing nine months standing up on her own she's getting ready to walk dude it it flies by man it's gonna happen sooner than i think i have a feeling but everything's going well here mom's doing well baby's doing well everything's going well charlie you want to just go ahead and hit the ground running and get into this review of nascar and formula one season
1: yeah let's let's get it all right, this is
0: hey man formula one and nascar review Before we continue on with today's episode, I wanted to tell everyone out there about our brand new partnership with Extreme Sim Racing, where you can find the latest and greatest of sim racing gear for iRacing, Formula One 2022, or whatever sim platform you race on. Charlie, you can find just about anything from there.
1: Yeah, you can find steering wheels, pedals, shifters, even the platforms that you need to set all this up on, whether it's a basic platform or a more professional style platform. Yeah, you can. And, Austin,
0: you don't have to buy the whole platform as one piece. You can build it from scratch or build your own platform as well, can't you?
1: Yeah, you can build your own. Or if you don't feel like building your own and you want to buy something that's ready to plug in and go, uh, they already have uh, kits available.
0: They have everything there. All purchases help us out here at Rambling About Racing, bring you better iRacing content, Twitch content, It doesn't matter. Content from the tracks, it doesn't matter. Go check them out. Links can be found at RamblingAboutRacing.com or under the podcast description or YouTube description of the show. Go check them out. All proceeds will help out Rambling About Racing in the future. Again, that's Extreme Sim Racing now on board here. Look for us in the VRL League. We'll have the paint schemes updated for you. Go check us out. Go check them out.
1: Hey, man. Hey, man.
0: I don't think it's going to be much of a debate show as it is the. Just, it might be a little bit of debate. You and I have tend to, throughout the seasons here of Rambling About Race, and tend to get a little heated from time to time on certain topics, you know? We'll see where it goes. I guess here. It just depends on what the topic is. It really does depend. I'm going to do a little quick on-the-fly adjustment here for the camera. Just it just really depends. Really, like you said, on what the argument or what the topic is, I should say. But we're going to go ahead and start off with NASCAR Vice Formula One here. We'll get to Formula One later on in the show. But Formula, but NASCAR. Uh, this hey man, of course presented by Devo's. Devo's is the outdoor lining that you need not only for the backyard, the beach, to camp in. But also for emergencies, you could use it for roadside assistance on a dark night, on a dark winter's night, hopefully not going to Grandma's house for Thanksgiving. But you could use it anywhere. Devo's the outdoor light. Use code Ramblin' for 10% off your order. And those links can be found at Ramblin' About com, underneath the Sponsors tab or at the bottom of the page where our sponsors are or on the links on our YouTube and podcast descriptions. The 2022 NASCAR season review. We're going to go ahead and kick it off like this, Charlie. What was your the best race of 2022 in your opinion? And, and if you're watching us on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter live, make sure if just follow along. If give us your opinions on what our topics are as they come along. But tra- or, but Charlie, your f- best race in your opinion from the 2022 season? And it's throughout the three series, correct? Yeah, I'll allow that. Just, I, I picked I picked mainly cup heavy stuff, but you could pick any any race that you thought was the best race of the twenty twenty two season.
1: I'm gonna say I I thought the the truck series race. You know, there's definitely a lot of good races. Don't get me wrong, but the the first round of the truck series playoffs, the first race at uh was I, uh, IRP or whatever it's called, uh, Indianapolis right. Raceway or Raceway Park. Park race yeah. parkway i enjoyed that race a lot that was probably one of my one of my more favorite races
0: all right mine, mine wouldn't have to be the coca-cola 600 that was such a crazy race it almost seemed like it had everything happen you had chris busher flipping down the front stretch after just a free catch in the drain there on the front stretch grass you had a crazy finish you had to look like what is going to be austin Dillon and Going to go for a Coca-Cola 600 win, getting turned there in front of the field. Denny Hamlin ended up winning that race, but I don't remember much tire controversy as we saw at other mile-and-a-half tracks like Atlanta and Texas. I just remember that being one of the best races of the year, and and that's going to be my pick for the top race of the year. (laughs) Let me see if anybody else... Oh, okay, Tracy Arnett here. Ah, this is a good one here I never even thought of. Darlington Spring, loved all the... Uh, Loved all the except the ending where Logano doing what he did. I reckon best reckon your win. Did I read that right? Darlington Spring loved it all except for the ending. Logano,
1: you read it right, but pretty much Logano doing what he does best. Reckon to get his win. I didn't think he really wrecked William Byron, he bumped him out of the way. He definitely didn't. It wasn't a bump and run, it was a Run through and run. But he, I mean, yeah, Byron went into the wall. Maybe that'll be brought up for the Christmas
0: special. Our whole debate on that spring race here. Tracy also said the all-star race was one of his favorite ones, especially when everybody thought it was over, which I thought it was over. Ryan Blaney thought it was over, dropping the window net and racing a few laps with that window net. Oh, That
1: that guy was... uh... He was trigger happy on that caution light. They got whoever was in charge of throwing the lights that night was. Yeah, he had
0: one job and he did yeah, it well. And he did it. He knew the assignment. And to wreck if you're in, my bad, Tracy. But thanks for doing, uh talking about that, Tracy. Yeah. And speaking of the best race, the worst race, and I'm going to go ahead and start off with that. The worst racing I saw all season had to go come in Texas with all the tire issues, all the craziness that happened during the regular season race as well as the all-star race. I I don't think, speaking of Ryan Blaney, if you go back and listen to what Preston and I talked about, that all-star race, he he should have had to come down pit road and fix that window net. Because heaven forbid, and, and I think this is one thing you'll agree with Denny Hamlin, heaven forbid something would have happened and entered into the driver's compartment that could have been prevented with the window net being up. We would have seen an uproar like no others, not just from Penske, not just from Ryan Blaney's family, crew, sponsors. We would have seen it from everybody. NASCAR dodged a bullet there when it came to that. But Texas was just a complete crap show, both races, the all-star and the regular season.
1: We'll argue that later on as far as the window net thing. I get they probably should have made him put it back up. But at the same time, he should have got his spot back. Yeah, they could have made him. Yeah. With the whole issue of everybody thought the race was over and then it wasn't over, all that kind of stuff. Wasn't Denny running second at the time?
0: I think he was, and that's why he was kind of mm-hmm. advocating to bring him in. Yeah. We
1: in a, so a Because the- if he was in Ryan Blaney's spot, he'd have been out there wanting to stay, hold it up, and all that, too. Right, so. and
0: I can understand him getting his spot back. Hey, we messed up. Come mm-hmm. in, fix the win in the net, get your spot back. No harm, no foul. And I think it would have ended the same way. But you never know now. I mean, it's, yeah. it's in the history books I, right now. I,
1: I'm going to go. My worst race was uh, the first Martinsville race. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what a
0: letdown! That was horrible. I know the guys from Blind Spotting NASCAR podcast were there, and so, they because think- that
1: was the first, I guess, legit short track short track race. Because the first Bristol race was dirt, so Martinsville was the first like actual asphalt short track that we had, right? And man, you want to talk about. Oh, just a, a boring, just a boring race. Not it only was so, horrible. And
0: I had a shot to go to that race. Uh, I, one of the guys there, I think, glad it, you didn't. I think it was Travis, couldn't make it. And Michael Colberth texted me and said, hey, Travis can't make it. Can You want to come to the Martinsville race? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I would love to go to Martinsville. Then I started thinking, man, do I really want to go? I was looking at the weather. And then I was. Maury was just born like maybe – Three weeks prior to that, it's like mm-hmm. I really want to stay home with the baby and watch it. And then when I watched the race, I think Maury and I had a nice long nap. It was just a boring race and very disappointing and nothing compared to what happened there in the fall. Of course, the fall was a playoff race, and I think the circumstances <laughs> were a little different. But I think NASCAR needs, is definitely going to be looking at that short track package here during the offseason. That's a good one. Tracy said the worst race was the championship race. He said, I'm biased because the won that race and it was terrible. And Tracy was there. So I think he has a better understanding of how it was. And I think, and we'll get more into that in the show. Cause I have Phoenix here listed on my notes a few times for this show, but Martinsville, Martinsville for you, Texas for me. That's interesting. And I think this is going to be one for us here. Who is the best? Team slash driver, in your opinion, in 2022?
1: Even though he didn't get a win and he wound up not being in the Final Four, I'm going to say Blaney and Penske. Okay. yeah, Just off a of sheer, honestly, consistency, consistency because of yep. making it so far into the playoffs and being there you know, so many times and going that deep into the playoffs and not having a win to back it up. Right, not having to win all season, mm-hmm. unfortunately for Ryan Blaney. So that that's that's going to be, you know, me being an Elliott fan. You know, Elliott was pretty good all year, fairly consistent all year, and had had some wins. I got to go with uh, I got to go with Blaney and and Pensky because of them not having that win and, and going so deep into the playoffs and then finishing second at Phoenix there at the end.
0: Yep, I think that's a good pick for driver of the year for you and our best team and driver combination. I think the best team and driver combination, I'm going to agree with you, is Penske, but I'm going to have to give it to the champion, Joey Logano, with four wins of the season and a championship, five wins in total for Penske. Unfortunately, Ryan Blaney didn't get one of those wins. It was Austin Sindrick at the start of the season in the Daytona 500. But this is the first time in Team Penske's illustrious history in motorsports, ranging from Formula 1, more so Indy, and NASCAR, that he won both the IndyCar Championship and the NASCAR Championship in the same season. So I I think that was amazing what he did. It was a long time coming. He finally did it. He knocked both of them out of the park. You're going to check the comments here. No comments on that one so far. But, yeah, I think I'm with you on Penske, but I'm going to have to give it to Logano there. Now, this is going to be interesting. I wonder if your mindset's the same as mine. The worst driver slash team in 2022. Cody Ware? Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that kid wrecked
1: every race. Okay. He, I'm just kidding. He, he didn't do so hot. Yeah. I, I thought about this one. And honestly, this, this kind of ties in with Penske. I got to say Harrison Burton. He didn't live up to my expectations this year, honestly. Not running, not being a Penske-affiliated team. Well, and, and to
0: be fair, the Benedetto wasn't really running up there all the time either. That that isn't a team
1: that runs up. But he was the time. running better, right? So I, I guess I expected more. And to I guess counter what you just said, a lot of teams ran better in this new car than, uh, or a lot of lower teams ran better in this new car, regardless of what Matty D was running. You know, I feel like he probably should have did a little better than what he did. So, I would have to say my worst team, and I guess that's because I'm being, I, I'm basing this personally. I guess because he didn't live up to what I thought he should it is Harrison Burton. Okay, I could see where you could get with that, but I'm just going
0: to go with the total team this year, and that's Joe Gibbs Racing. Unlike previous seasons where we've seen multiple wins, probably in the tens to teens Joe Gibbs racing only had six wins most of most of those coming from Christopher Bell one drive and he's the only driver who made the final four and surprisingly enough and Tracy beat me to it here on the comments here Martin Truex Jr. did not have a win Mm -hmm. which blew me away the whole season you just said a lot of teams were doing better and one team in particular that I could say did better was Front Row Motorsports with Michael McDowell had a great season, very under the radar, underrated season, and over expectations. I think and underappreciated season for what they brought to the table. Other teams did well. Teams like Joe Gibbs Racing, what happened to them? They're being overshadowed by track house racing. They're being overshadowed by twenty three eleven racing, an affiliate of them. Who I, I think I, had I feel a, like
1: everybody can answer the question that Joe Gibbs. There's just too much toxicity in that there place right be. now
0: and if joe gibbs was smart he'd be clearing out the, all that toxicity stuff they did win the xfinity series championship turned right around the next day and had that tragedy with Coy gibbs uh, joe gibbs's son but it's just one of those things right now where something needs to be fixed in that organization because we saw the downhill track starting in 2021 and unfortunately i i don't know if they hit rock bottom yet hopefully not and but with ty gibbs coming up the 18 cars no longer going to be there. It's going to be the 54 Camry there and Joe Gibbs racing and Kyle Busch exiting the door. We could see the changing of the guard. We could see a new influx of goodwill and good fortune for them, but I don't, I'm not going to expect them to be turning it on for the Daytona 500, just based on what we saw this year.
1: No, I don't think so either. Cause I kind of think the same thing happened and you know, it, it played out in my opinion to Logano's favor with the crew chief swaps, and I think that's really what – I we always knew Brad kind of wanted to start his own team, but I think that's kind of what pushed him to move on to Roush too is when they did the crew chief swaps, when they took his crew chief and moved him to Logano, and that was who he had always been successful with at Penske. Yep, Paul Wolf. And we see how successful logano has been with him, yeah, probably more so than what he ever has been at Penske.
0: Yeah, I would say so. about the same, but a little better. Paul Wolfe definitely brings a good deal of knowledge and expertise to and, and race calling to that team. I think that's a good fit. Unfortunately, it didn't land for Kislowski. I don't know why they wanted the crew chief changed. If it isn't broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. That's, that was a couple seasons ago. We're not even there anymore. Folks, as we all know, the holiday season is coming up, and it's tough to buy stuff for race fans, but what better – thing to buy for a race fan than the then a shirt showcasing that driver who they don't necessarily want to see win. My personal favorite is the Chase Elliott shirt from our anyone but lineup at the Bonfire Store here at Rambling About Racing. But it isn't just Chase Elliott. If you don't want to see Brad Kozlowski win, buy the anyone but Kozlowski shirt. Don't like Logano winning the championship? Anyone but Logano shirt. Any driver out there From NASCAR, even Formula 1, we have an Anyone But Lewis Hamilton shirt. Head over to RamblinAboutRacing.com. Underneath the stores tab, and there you'll find the link to the Bonfire store that will take you to our exclusive lineup of Anyone But shirts. And if you don't see the driver you like pulling against, tell us and we'll make it up for you. So that's the perfect gift for the race fan this holiday season. Again, go to RamblinAboutRacing.com. Under the stores tab. The link will be there for bonfire. Check it out, and if you don't see it, tell us, and we'll make one up for you. Next question here: Did the season meet your expectations?
1: I'll say sixty-five thirty-five. You know, I, I'll say overall, yes. There, there were definitely a lot of downsides, but overall, yeah. The new car definitely, just like anything new, it's got its kinks that's got to be worked out. So, I mean, until they put them all, I mean, you can you can test these things all you want to, but until you actually get them all out there running at the same time, you you really don't know what you got. There's kinks that's got to be worked out. There's kinks that's going to have to be fixed. I think they'll get those worked out here in the off season, uh, just like with the safety stuff, the rear end collisions, all that kind of stuff. Let's get that fixed. That that should be number one. But overall, the racing I think is a whole lot better as far as the competitiveness, especially when it comes to the mile and a half tracks where it used to be super boring. I'll have to say, overall, yeah, it did meet my expectations. It, so, it, it met my expectations as well, except we fixed one area in the mile and a half racing, and then
0: and took suffered, away from another, and suffered in another, and I think NASCAR will look at that during the off season. You brought up a good point until these cars are under race condition and we get a year under the belts and now we can see what needs to be changed and what needs to be stay the same and everything involving the Gen 7 car. I think they can re-engineer it. The Gen 7 overall needs work, and I think it is going to be worked on. I still feel like the point system and the playoff brackets and everything like that needs to be fixed or just done away with entirely and go with a new point system, points layout, I don't think the playoffs are going to go anywhere anytime soon, just based on what we saw at Martinsville with Ross Chastain and the determination that he had to do that in order to get in and advance to the Final Four. I don't think we're going to see that go away. It it brings a level of expectation to it, and these drivers seem to rise up and, and meet those expectations, and in Ross Chastain's case, exceed those expectations. So I don't think those are going away anytime soon. That's just a biased opinion on my part. And I do know the the end-of-the-year race for next year is going to be at Phoenix again. However, I I hope during this this new TV deal that's going to be negotiated here for the 2024 season, I hope that it will be switched around just like the Super Bowl. It doesn't have to be at Phoenix. It could be in Homestead, Atlanta, Charlotte, anywhere like that. We talked about that a few weeks ago. I, I don't think it needs to be at Phoenix anymore. I think Tracy can agree with that. I think... 90% 90% of the NASCAR fans out there can agree with that, that it needs to be switched around. If you're going to keep the playoff format and, and unfortunately, be like a ball and stick sport, be like the Super Bowl and move everywhere, anywhere you want. You have, what, 17, 20 tracks at your disposal. Not only that, you have North Wilkesboro coming back. They're repaving Rock and Ham. They're fixing that up. Who's to say that won't be on the schedule coming up here soon? Fix the schedule, fix the championship race, if you're going to keep that current playoff format. That's all I'm going to say about that. And last question in regards to NASCAR, what are you most looking forward to for the 2023 season?
1: You know, hopefully they get the short track, short track stuff fixed. I want to see how the all-star race goes. That's, that's more or less. I want to see new cars on old track. Yep.
0: You, you might have looked at my notes here, Charlie, and I don't think, see how you did here. But I want a better-performing car, mainly on short tracks. I want a safer car. I know they're going to be looking at the rear end and fixing that to prevent any type of concussion issues like we saw with Alex Bowman and Kurt Busch here during this season. And the North Wilkesboro All-Star Race. Definitely looking forward to that. If you haven't gotten your ticket by now, good luck getting one. But that was the NASCAR season review. Going to check the comments here. No other comments here for the NASCAR season. We're going to get into the Formula 1 season now. Formula 1, not much to write home about compared to the 2021 season as far as drama, I feel. I feel like Red Bull was clicking on all cylinders all season long, and it was just their season to lose, and they didn't let it go for an inch. So we're going to have the same questions here for the Formula 1 season as we did in NASCAR. Start off with you, the best race that you saw this Formula 1 season.
1: Didn't get to watch a whole lot of them. Tell you what, I'll, I'll start here.
0: I, I think the best race that I watched all season, and although everything was already secured with the Constructors' Championship and the Drivers' Championship going into it, the Brazilian Grand Prix was a great race that showed it had a lot of interesting moving parts there with the Ricardo accident there involving the Haas of, oh my gosh, I can't think of his name, not Schumacher. Oh my gosh, I can't think of his name right now. The other Haas driver, not Schumacher, but Daniel Ricciardo's running with him. During there, I'm going to remember it like halfway through this segment here. But that was interesting. And then the McLaren, the other McLaren of Lando Norris, taking out Charles Leclerc. But Leclerc ended up finishing fourth. Great drive for him. George Russell scoring his first win in the Formula as a Formula One driver. Although be it, it should have happened in 2020. But go back and listen to those episodes and hear my conspiracy theories about that one. I I think Mercedes brought out a new car, new upgrades, and it showed at Brazil. And I think Brazil was the best race of the 2022 season. That's just me being me, but... Now, we, do you have a best race or do you? No, you feel like I no? don't. <laughs> there
1: was one, but there was, I don't remember which one it was, but there was one before uh, anything was locked up, before Max had secured the championship or anything like that, uh, that I was watching. The first six or seven cars were all within, you know, 10 seconds of each other. It was just much better Formula One racing than what we had seen in years past. Yeah,
0: what we still kind of see. This new car was supposed to (laughs) not extend that lead out, but Max Verstappen just dominated the season. Oh, yeah. I will will say the worst race of the 2022 season, though, was all races after the Japanese Grand Prix with the exclusion of the Brazilian Grand Prix and the Japanese Grand Prix is the race in which Max Verstappen secured the championship, although be it with a little bit of controversy there, but still secured... The 2022 Drivers Championship. Everything after the Japanese Grand Prix to me was just, except for the Brazilian race. The Season just, was over. The season was over. Was really wasn't much to say
1: with that. Best team in Formula One needs to fix the point system.
0: They need to fix a lot, but as but if we say consistency matters in NASCAR and we want to get away with the playoff format, Formula One has the most consistent playoffs. If you're consistently running up there in the top three all the time, like Verstappen did most of the year, you're going to lock up that championship pretty fast.
1: But know? that's also because of how big their points gap, their points spread right. are. No, I get that. Between first and second. There's like a, what, five, six, eight-point spread between first and second? Seven, I want to say. Seven-point gap. Yeah, that's so yeah, a, that's those, a big gap.
0: Those seven points out of fast. But, yeah, that was going to be my worst races I guess you could say of all the races yeah. there after in the 2022 championship season for Formula One, best team and driver in Formula One in 2022. I think that's going to well, be low hanging fruit.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, next question. <laughs> yeah, I gave it to
0: Max Verstappen in Red Bull. Max winning his second career championship. He broke also broke the season win record held by Michael Schumacher. Since 2004, which was 14 at the time, he broke that record. And Red that's Bull secured... Some, big yeah, record. he, he ran over 14 races this season. And Red Bull securing their the Constructors' Championship after the Grand, U.S. Grand Prix there at Austin. First since 2013 with now-retired Sebastian Vettel. We're going to be missing some Sebastian Vettel here. I thought he would have done better for Ferrari. And I think his legacy will mainly be the Red Bull championships, the four Red Bull championships he has. Unfortunately, it won't be Ferrari, and it definitely won't be Aston Martin. It will be the Red Bull, which will leave his legacy here. But I think you'd be in agreement with me there that Red Bull Max Verstappen just takes, a, takes the cake this yep, year. No doubt. The worst team and driver. I'm curious to hear what you have to say about that, if you have anything to say about that at all.
1: I don't know. There's there's a few different ones because you got you got you got a lot of them that constantly run in the back. I know this is going to sound bad, but worst team and driver Hamilton. I say that because they did not perform with this new car up until the latter parts of the year, and it was always it was just always something with him this year. It constantly somebody else's fault. I could see that. I could see why you would say that
0: about Lewis Hamilton. He he kind of has this
1: not not because of just the the you know the driving skills right. or whatever. I'm not oh. saying that. He wouldn't be where he was at if he didn't have the driving skills or whatever. The team overall just didn't perform. And then it was just it but it was never his fault. Yeah, he made plenty of mistakes on the track. Some of the other teams, we just expect them to be at the back. Yeah, if I, that makes sense. So I I don't know.
0: Yeah, and unfortunately, it's just one of those things with Hamilton and Mercedes, where it was kind of a rebuilding year, whereas everybody else seemed to be way ahead of the game. They finally caught up, like you said, at the end of the season. And I didn't give it to them; I gave it, unfortunately, to Haas and Schumacher. Schumacher, that's I Mick, to say Haas too, but that's Mick Schumacher coming in. With these expectations, these unrealistic expectations, it's kind of like Dale Earnhardt Jr. Compa- being compared to Dale Earnhardt Sr. and the expectations for them. It's like Harrison Burnham being compared to Jeff Burnham or Jeb Burnham to Ward Burnham or Chase Elliott to Bill Elliott. You, you can compare any of these father-son combos here, and unfortunately the son will always be in the shadow of the father, especially if the father is an optimum racer, if, if he's an elite racer. Like Michael Schumacher was during his tenure in, in Formula One, you're not gonna you're not gonna get it overnight. It's not gonna happen overnight. I think the pieces fell into the right spot for Michael Schumacher to come up through his career like he did, and be as successful as he was. And everybody was kind of expecting that, myself included. I'm not gonna lie. I, during during the first part of Mick's career, I was eyes on him. He's if. You know, he's got he's got a lot of big big shoes to fill. He did it with a Haas and Haas finished eighth in the constructors' championship and Mick finished with an average finish of 14th this season. Not the worst on the grid, but not not the best. You're not going to get anywhere with that. He had a few points finishes. He had two points finishes out of 22 races. And that's just not going to cut the cake. That's not going to bring anything home. That's not going to help out the team overall. Uh, Kevin Magnussen, his teammate, who I just now thought of could have contributed a lot more, but he didn't contribute a crazy amount more as Mick Schumacher did. And and I think Haas will turn it around. Eventually they got Nico Hulkenberg coming in, replacing Mick Schumacher at the end of the season. by all indications, Mick will be going and filling that vacant Williams seat. I, I think it's going to be interesting to see where his career goes. And it's, it's unfair to compare him to his dad. But that's kind of what everybody does when when it, another name like that, no. like, like Chase Elliott, love him or hate him, you're automatically going to hear Chase Elliott, the son of Bill Elliott. His name's already up there with some of the greats. Oh, he's the son of this. They weren't our juniors the same way. You know, Is he going to be better than his dad or worse than his dad? We'll find out. I think it was just one of those expectation things that, that just weren't met and unrealistic, unfair expectations put on Mick Schumacher this year. But Haas and Mick Schumacher have that one for me. Two more to go here. Did the season for Formula One meet your expectations?
1: Other than one team running away with it, I'll say yeah. You know, I, I think that the new car, other I, like I said, other than Verstappen, running away with, you know, 10 to 20-second leads. The rest of the field stayed pretty well bunched up. The new design of the car and stuff like that, it did help the racing overall, I feel. So I, I, for the most part, enjoyed it. Yeah,
0: I did as well up until, like you said, it was... Until the championship Locked was up. won
1: and then yeah. the season was over.
0: Yeah, until there was no more drama. <laughs> I, like everybody else, wanted to see something like the 2021 season. Right down to the wire, the final race, the final lap, two of the drivers going for the championship, locking horns, clean racing, going for it. I wanted another soundbite like from Total Wolf saying, no, Mikey, this is so not right. Maybe propelled there towards Christian Horner and Red Bull and seeing how the shoe fits when you wear it. Unfortunately, we didn't get that. We got something like we got in the previous four seasons from 2020 all the way back to 2018, 2016, where it was just a runaway, one team, one fight. They're going to go and win it. it you don't want to bet against them. Red mm-hmm. Bull is now in that seat compared to everybody else. They've taken that trophy and that, those reins away from Mercedes, and they said, if you want it back, you've got to beat us for it. And it's going to take a while, I think, for that to happen because now Red Bulls found their niche, and they're going to they're going to stay up there with that. Check in the comments there. Uh, last question here. What are you most looking forward to for Formula 1 in the 2023 season?
1: Well, I think you just answered it to see if anybody can catch them, see if anybody can take the reins from them.
0: I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing if Ferrari, Mercedes, and Haas with Hulkenberg, a very good German driver, very good driver, Coming into that seat filling, Mick Schumacher's role, can challenge Red Bull. Can anybody challenge these guys? I'd be happy to see even a McLaren. They're starting to rise up through their rings. They used to be the laughing stock, not even making any laps and completing any getting out of Q1. Now they're a team that's worthy for a fight. Ricardo, unfortunately, not running full time. <laughs> I think we're going to see a lot of changes there in that organization. I think we're going to see a lot of changes in Haas, Ferrari, Mercedes in order to challenge Red Bull. And if Red Bull is smart, they're going to change with them to keep that competitive edge. Looking forward to that. And I'm also looking forward to the newest track on the circuit, the Las Vegas Grand Prix coming up here. I had the right idea to look for tickets to see if I could bring you, Oof. Preston, Austin. And everybody there, we could stay there, have a nice weekend in Vegas for the Formula One race. Mm -mm. I quickly said no on that one. Grandstand tickets for one (sighs) ticket was into two thousands. That's not including for four, so that'd be two, four, six, eight thousand plus or minus, plus hotel, plus flights, plus food, plus everything else we're going to do. And with my luck, I'd lose everything on the first night there at Vegas and say, oh no. So, needless to say, that's not in the books, but we'll definitely watch it on TV. But we're going to check the schedule here. That's about it for the Formula One and NASCAR season review, Charlie. Anything else before we get into our final thoughts here?
1: Nah, I reckon I'm good, man. All right,
0: let's get so. into yeah, let's get into our final thoughts, man. Let's wrap up this episode. Folks, before we wrap up today's episode, I wanted to remind everyone out there about our partnership with Fanatics. And yes, it is the holiday season. And since NASCAR, IndyCar, and well, we can pretty much count Formula One is over. There's plenty of other sports going on, such as hockey with the NHL, NCAA football, and the NFL with pro football. Go over to fanatics.com underneath the Partners tab from Rambling About Racing to find the links for that. There you can find the latest and greatest Gear that for all your sports gear needs, such as for me, NHL will be Washington Capitals. NCAA football will be Alabama Crimson Tide. And to be honest with you, I really don't have an NFL team. So head over to ramblinaboutracing.com Underneath the Partners tab there, you'll see the link to Fanatics, and that will help out everybody on the Burns Radio side of Belly Up Sports, bringing you the best content that they can and to keep Burns Radio on the air longer. That's Fanatics, a proud partner of Rambling About Racing.
1: White flag, white flag. White flag, white flag. White flag. One lap to go. One lap, Raider. Right final
0: thoughts here on this week's episode of Rambling Bad Racing. Again, just to give everybody a heads up here, our final episode this season will be here in the next couple weeks where Preston, Austin, Charlie, and I will go through the season as we do every Christmas episode and bring you the best of episode, the best of what we thought of the season. I have a feeling this is going to be a fun one this year, given that we went to Talladega. We had a lot of arguments. We had a few fun things thrown in there, here and there. Should be a lot of fun. Stay tuned for that. And and Charlie, before I go here, before you go, what what do you do, and what are your plans for Thanksgiving here?
1: Uh, well, I'm going to be a uh, Jeff and Carissa's Thursday, uh, nothing family wise. Uh, well, you know Jeff and Carissa are family, right? Um, but nothing with like you know my mom or anything like that. Okay. Thursday, we we typically do all our stuff Saturday. Saturday, yeah, during the Iron uh, Bowl. So other than that, uh, nothing really. I got to round up some tools out of the shed Thursday as well to take to work and whatnot. Okay. So I got to round up some stuff that I had stored. Since I'm back in the shop and stuff, so right. I know my body hates me right now. Right. <laughs> well, Oof. yeah, man, that's awesome. I tried to look for it this week
0: at NASCAR, Charlie, and crazy enough, nothing really happens around the end of November in NASCAR.
1: Oh well, I mean, you're. If it uh, makes you feel any better, you're still seventh in points.
0: I, I just thought of one. I just thought of one here. I thought of and one I, was, I could use here, and I'm still first. Okay, that, that's great, Charlie. It, it's over. <laughs> I do have one here. Oh, my goodness. I got it right here. The day after Thanksgiving in 2001, NASCAR held a race in New Hampshire, which was postponed to the 9-11 terrorist attacks that happened the previous week. NASCAR postponed the race, moved it to the day after Thanksgiving around that time. I think it was a Friday. It was quickly after. By this point, Jeff Gordon has already secured the championship, but they still wanted to run this 36 race. And here's what happened. Robbie Gordon speeds to his first NASCAR Winston Cup win of the season finale in New Hampshire International Speedway. The race was postponed from September 16th for he gives it a terrorist attack on September 11th. Jeff Gordon nabs his fourth Winston Cup title by 349 points over Tony Stewart. Off the top of my head, that's what happened. I Don't expect much of this week in NASCAR next week, but stay tuned for a season five on in February where we'll pick this back up. But, Charlie, I just wanted to wish you Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, you again, as well, man. Again, Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there listening on your regular podcast platform. If you join us on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube, really do appreciate it. As you can tell, it's just me and Charlie here. Preston's being, spending time with his family. Austin's taking care of two new additions to his family here. Make sure to join us tomorrow on AAA Broadcasting for the Truck race in VRL, VRL Race in Atlanta. Also, stay on YouTube at R-A-R underscore Motorsports on Twitter. It's the Def- new Atlanta,
1: too, not the yeah, old Atlanta. Yeah, it's <sighs> going
0: to be an interesting race. Stay tuned. on. Follow us on that. Links will be posted up at Rambling About Racing's Twitter and Facebook page. Follow us on that, and you'll see links to our mine and Charlie's Twitch accounts for that race. Uncensored, unfiltered, everything goes mainly from Charlie's side of the house there on that one i have to say nah. but if you look serious. at the if you look at the texas race you'll hear some you'll hear some stuff from me as well but happy thanksgiving to everyone be safe wherever you're going have a great thanksgiving with family and friends be safe especially if you're deep frying the turkey please be safe deep frying the turkey and get ready for one more episode of rambling about racing this year and that will wrap up season four and with that, Charlie, do you have anything else before we wrap up this episode of Ramblin' About Racing?
1: No. Y'all just be safe traveling and uh, take care of yourselves.
0: Uh, and one more comment here. From yes, Carl. I'm working. At
1: and I am wore out.
0: All right. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here on this episode of Ramblin' About Racing. Thanks again so much if you joined us on Facebook, Twitter or youtube live or if you're joining us now on on, when this podcast drops on your regular podcast platform or re-watching it on any of those platforms make sure to follow rambling about racing on all social media platforms facebook twitter instagram and youtube for the latest and greatest world of auto racing not much going on now that it's off season but for what's also going on in our lives as well Thanks to our partners to the show, Stand Up to Cancer, Fanatics, Devos, and Extreme Sim Racing for all they do, not only for us here at Rambling About Racing, but for what they do for the Belly Up Sports and Burns Radio as well. For Charlie is Chuck8384, I'm Matt Beamer, M2, Beamer 22 both on Twitter, also... Austin Reeves, Austin underscore Reeves6, and Preston B underscore Luda on Twitter. Stay safe. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you for our Season 4 wrap-up and Christmas special in a couple weeks.